0: Hey, it's another edition of Odyssey House Journals. I'm Randall Carlisle, and I'm excited today because, as my guest co host, one of my favorite people in the whole world is <laughs> Amy. I, I forgot your name. Uh, no, that's how insincere <laughs> I was. Uh, Amy Daschle, welcome. Thank you. Thanks it's, for having me. It's good to have you here. Good to see you again.
1: Always good to see you. We'll
0: get into what you're doing, but our guest today is Jeff Herzog. And just to show you how uh, unscripted and ad libbed this podcast is, the only thing I know about Jeff is that he sent me an email saying, I have a story to tell, and I said, fine, let's have you come on and tell the story. <laughs> yes,
1: right? bring the fire. So,
0: <laughs> so if you don't have a good story, well, then, man, then that was false advertising. False what advertising on <laughs> Odyssey House. So, so, so <laughs> yeah. what is the great story you have to share with people? I should say, this, this is a podcast aimed uh, focusing primarily on addiction and recovery, and hopefully for anybody seeking recovery, it might give you some ideas. And if you know people who... Uh, who are dealing with addiction? It, it also might be helpful. So yes. that's the whole point of the podcast. So, right, right. so go ahead. Well, I mean, that uh, sucks. It's, <laughs> <laughs> I
2: guess. I guess it. Uh, it I, I was adopted from Romania at, at birth, and uh, from Romania. Romania, yeah. So and from an orphanage? Uh, not quite. Not quite. My sister. I have a sister. She was in an orphanage, and so we're both we have different, um, different families, but I guess I kind of always fought the whole trauma aspect of adoption and like, oh, how can you, how could there be trauma there? Like it was just an adoption, right? But, um, I guess at the root of, of everything is just like my fear and of, and then some abandonment came with that. Um, so that kind of start, got the ball off rolling, you know, and, and kind of the opposite direction, but I grew up pretty, I would say, well off, um, and, and it, it was I was I was different in aspects of uh, in in that and just in that meaning I would I would notice like I would go to my friend's house and and things would be different different like how, the way they would just do things were different to ours and that was I didn't really understand what that was uh, or why um, when I when I got older I put a lot of like. Um, Worth and like what I drove, what I wore, like what what I came across to whoever was looking at me. I kind of was like I put a lot of my self worth in tangibles. So um, you thought
0: you were different than other people, right?
2: Were. Right, just different, and and and, and <clears> just <throat> the way I was I was brought up. But that that's a small piece of it. Um, I um the di- I guess the addiction really didn't didn't come into play till. I was maybe sixteen, seventeen, and I was, I was going to, I I played golf and all uh, growing up, and um, I played, I was on the varsity golf team at my high school for freshman and sophomore year, and wow. I have I have trouble testing, and so, my dad took me to took took me to Hawaii, and uh, he bought me a new car, and everything was good, and like I don't know why he he kind of buttered me up, and then a couple weeks before the school year started, he was hey by the way you're going to a new school. And that kind of just just threw me back, like, "Oh my God, I'm having to start over um and at the time, my dad was living in in uh, South Africa, and so he was never really around, you know it was just more of of his money was around, and that's that's how he showed his love, I guess um, so which,
1: was it experimental at first, or was it immediately
2: because your world went into a spiral it yeah yeah, no it was it was. I smoked a little bit of weed and I liked that uh, and the weed became daily and then it, drugs were never really explored until I got to the new school like I uh, started with the Xanax and then it was then I was selling Xanax to the people at school and and I got ex, ex, I got suspended um, for doing that and then I kind of cleaned up my act there um, but it was once once that door was like open in my mind, it was just like uh, everything shut off. Like all the all the 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 worry, the confusion was just with those pills, shut it off. And then I kind of cleaned up my act, and I got a golf scholarship to a couple of D one schools. And uh, my dad was like, you know, you're good, but you're not that good. You you won't play. In the top five spots you should probably take a D you go the D3 route and play and so I did that listen to him and I didn't really go well I didn't go to school I just I smoked a lot of weed in, in college I started spearing with, with other drugs and then I had like a 0.5 GPA and was, yeah no yeah that's, was, that's not real bad. no it was bad I didn't. Go, I never went to class you know I just the, yeah. the anxiety of people the the anxiety of the classroom and Uh, I witnessed a a shooting that year, and and it was just, like, that was my first, like, real up close with, like, I guess you would call death, you know, and that.
0: Was the shooting involved drugs? No,
2: the shooting was a, it was a road rage uh, incident, and then we were, we were, so it was like, it was a car here, and then a car here, and we were in the back, and they were, they were going at it or something like that, and that got to a red light, and the guy in the front, had got out and he'd shot the dude in front of the car in front of us uh shot the dude in the head and then he kind of like roll out and it was just a real like trauma traumatic experience you know and i told my mom i was ready to come home after that and she she didn't really believe me or she didn't have to hear what i had to say And th- and then it just plummeted and then it was just it got bad,
0: you but know. With a point five, did you lose your golf scholarship? No, I don't know.
2: I didn't lose my golf scholarship. Wow, I don't, it was, it was, it was.
0: They must have needed you. It was, it was,
2: it was a NCAA, It was D three, and so I guess it really wasn't quite NCAA. I don't, I don't really know the the the. Okay. You know, Maybe it wasn't even a point. Might be like a one point five, you know, but it was really low. But I played, I played every tournament until they last the last one. I got sick and then I couldn't play, and then I just turned my golf clubs in, and it was... I did that really bad, too. I just... There's so many, like, people that I've... I just... Now I'm getting sober and clean that I just look back, and I wish I could have handled that differently. I wish I could have done that differently, and... But I can't get too caught up on that, you know, and... and well, that
1: had to have been hard, you know, that invalidation. Feeling no, invalidated sure, yeah, yeah. by yeah. your experiences with your mother and right. your father telling you that you're not good enough, you should step down. Right, I mean, right.
2: I can imagine. It was tough, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then it just... It got bad. I got involved with, you know, a group of people an or, or organization of, you know, and they, with the crime and everything else that just followed, and um, I don't want to get too involved in the details of things, but it, it was, it was dark. Um, um, it was, I got to the point, I was living in Austin um, just by myself, and I was doing whatever I could do to kind of survive, and how I, I kind of fast forward it, and how I ended up in Utah was, I was selling drugs for this for this for these people and um i was dating the i guess the guy's daughter the plug's daughter you could say and we were in a hotel room she wanted like a fix all day long and i was trying to explain to her like i haven't touched the dope i haven't cut it you know trying to you don't want this right now and she wouldn't shut up you know and i'm pissed off angry and so i i give her the dose and um she falls out and then i got Drugs in the in the hotel room. I got the, I got her baby. I got her. And what do I do? Do I take the Do I save her? Or do I take the dope and run and be free? And so I, I called downstairs, and then the police came, and it was just a big mess. She, she lived, you know. She didn't die. But uh, I sat in a room, forever with the police, and just, like, pleaded my way out of the situation. You know, it was like, I, I, my, my idea was. Like, you can't, you can't hit me up for this dope because I, it's like a good Samaritan act, right? And so that's my, that was my, my whole standpoint or my stand on the situation. And they let me go and they were kind of like.
0: Even with drugs in the room. Yeah, and there was
2: an article in the paper about it. And it, it just made me look like a real, they said the baby had soiled diapers and the baby, it was nothing, none of it was true. And like. Yeah, they let me go, and I just promised to leave the state of Texas after that. So I went to, I went to uh, detox in Austin, and came out to Utah and was at Corner Canyon and fought it forever. Uh, it's in Draper, maybe you've heard of it. Yeah, um, sure. And I was there. Kind of just woke up in Utah, you know, and I. <laughs> <laughs> I, and yeah, I, I was doing yeah. drugs in <laughs> Texas. <laughs> yeah, for real. in Utah. It was it was <laughs> like <laughs> night and day, and I. Called my mom, and so I guess my mom knew it was it was coming to an end. and She had something arranged out here for me, you know, and I didn't, I didn't. Well, I was fighting it, nail a tooth and nail, and so I, I am a treatment after like a week of that. I'm being there, and I don't know where I am. I'm in I'm in Salt Lake. I have no money. I have nothing, but I I'm gonna make it. right, I'm gonna figure it out, and. So I mean, I'm downtown, I guess, north of North Temple, but over there by... You guys know what I'm talking about. Yes, we yeah, do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and there uh, many tires. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm staying in, like, an abandoned building for a couple nights. It got real cold, so I stacked some 18-wheel tires, put them together. I jumped in there one night and hung out, like, you know, in there.
0: Um, and you were still using.
2: I was still using. Every money, every penny I got or whatever, I would, I would buy. I was shooting meth and... Uh, then I was shooting meth behind this like this abandoned building, and I was running an extension cord from like this one house, like over this guy's backyard into this into this like like I guess you would say uh, a field, you know. And I'm laid out with this cardboard box, shooting dope, and you can't tweak without a cell phone, right? So that's why I had the that's why I had the <laughs> extension cord, and you know, like
0: to charge, charge the charge it phone. up, uh, charge it up, and just yeah,
2: just. Uh, <laughs> And so I, um, I hustled up some money and I, I got a bus ticket back to Texas. And I'm in a hotel room and I hooked up with this female. And then it was, I was just like, oh, this is cool. I'm high, I got a girl, dah, da, da da And I missed my bus ticket back home. I guess it was a blessing in disguise. So I called the treatment center. They let me back um, and then I leave again. And then I'm doing the same thing out here. Um, and I come back and I leave again. And then I come back and I stay and I was there for like I don't know 90 days. Um, got out and then I kept relapsing and I go back to treatment. Keep relapsing. I, I ended up in the hospital on overdose. I was in the ICU for like a week um, and no one came. Like it was just it was it was it was bad. And then I get out. Uh, I have an apartment. I'm working at AT&T at the time. Um, and um, that didn't go well. I ended up, I ended up breaking into the two two stores at AT and T, and I stole like thirty iPhones out of one store, and then twenty five iPhones out of the store in Park City, and I stole people's trade ins. Um, and then I cashed a check for like twelve thousand dollars. And I'm, this is when like, this is two years ago, close to present, and uh, I do some jail time for that. Um, I got a, I got, I got a like sweet for just twelve thousand dollars for sixty two, two months in jail, three months in jail. So I was lucky there. You were. Yeah. Wow.
1: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> blessed. Somebody blessed was watching what, over exactly. you.
2: Yes. So
0: you must um, have. Was it because you were a smooth talker?
2: I don't or? know what it was. It was I was in I was in treatment at the time, and I was in barber school, um, and then I uh, was living in this this house and I was renting this room from this guy and I was still smoking blues and I was trying trying to finish barber school and that was tough. Um, and then I, my, I was at my doctor's office and she was like, hey, you know, this is about 27 months ago. She was like, hey, there's a shot called sublocate. And, um, and I was like, man, I, I don't, I don't want to hear nothing about it. So a couple months pass, and I go back and she was like, hey, look, you don't have to get clean for the shot to work. You don't have to, like, be off dope for two weeks. You can take today, and you'll be fine the next, you know, you won't have any withdrawal symptoms or whatever. So I get the shot, and um, it no detox symptoms. I had a little upset stomach for, like, two days. So I guess what I'm trying to say to people out there, if you're struggling, supplicate is the way to go. It's one shot once a month, and it is com- that with... A lifestyle change, you know, I'm down like 85 pounds.
1: How long were you spiraling before the supplicate shot? How long was that use?
2: Oh my God! It, I mean, it, I mean, it was. You could say it was from like 16 to 32, 32. But, okay. but like, but the main, the, the big spiral was when I was like at the, the edge of like, you can save yourself or like, you know, what I'm talking about, but where like you almost can, like use and do it, and then you can't, and that was kind of where I was you know and and then the, yeah so is
1: that where the decision was is that the moment you that you can pinpoint where you were like it's it's time to do something different
2: yeah I was it was time I was I was so close to get my my barbers uh, the barber you know certificate or whatever and um that, that was the turning point and it was just i was sick and tired of being sick and tired I, my per- probation officer was Getting on me for the dirty UAs, and she was like, "You're gonna go, you're gonna go to prison." Da 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 da. And I'm like, "I can't do that. I gotta I got finish school." And and so, credit to her because she was the one that kind of forced it on me. She was like, "You're gonna get this shot," or you know. And then
0: so, Ex- explain to people who are watching or listening what Sublocate is and how it works. Yeah, so Can Sublocate
2: you? is a injection in your stomach, and it's basically like Suboxone, um, and it just which it, is an opioid, which is an opioid. You know. Um, but it, it I don't I don't have to take a strip every day. Um, I don't. Have when he to,
0: says take a strip, that's Suboxone. Yeah, so, I don't have to, I don't have to take yeah. the, I
2: don't have to take Suboxone every day. I don't have to think about taking it. Um, and it's just a little shot once a month, and then it lasts all month. It really knocks out cravings for meth too. If you struggle with that, I don't I don't like. My mind is, it, it doesn't, like, waver from, like, the path, the straight and narrow, you know. Um, I did notice I was on a lower dose, and towards the end of the month, like, I was, like, thinking about, oh, you know, I could smoke, I could smoke a bowl of meth, and, like, it'd be cool, you know. <laughs> right. like, no one would know. I could do this like a gentleman, you know. And uh, so up the dose, just, I'm, I'm on the highest dose, whatever it is, and it works. And I've, I've been cutting hair. I'm in, a, I'm in a barber shop. It's called Lux. It's downtown. Um, I do that, and then I, you know, do the whole Odyssey House at night, and it's uh, my life is just completely like 360 and I have in my mind. I don't, I don't even think like a criminal anymore. I thought that was going to be the hardest. The hardest part was the criminal thinking, the drug dealing. The, like I don't even like rap music anymore. Like I don't. I don't really don't. Wow. It just just doesn't. It doesn't sit well with what I'm trying to do. You know. So um,
0: since the sublocade shot, you've been you've been relatively clean yeah
2: 27 28 months wow. so oh congratulations yeah I mean the heroin it knocks up the heroin, but there's meth you got to worry about and there's other things you know too so yeah like it's it's been great uh, I don't wanna I don't want attribute all all my success to the medicine but I would say a lot of it I go I go to meetings too I do I go to like two a month I live right next to I live right next to um uh what's it called? It's, there's, it's like Murray. You know, what's the meeting place? You can eat dinner there. Underneath, they have a, like a, underneath they have a, a the bar. The Alano Club? Yeah, the Alano Club. Oh, yes. <laughs> I live right next door. So I walk over there some days um, and do the meetings and stay and try to stay plugged in. Um, but the job at night helps me stay. It just reminds me of where I don't want to, like, I don't want to come back, you know, like, and have to... Sit through another group and listen to you know it's just I just don't want to do it anymore. I've been to
0: so many of them, you know. So what's it like? Because uh, you 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 work at Odyssey. I House do. At I do. Night. Yeah. <clears throat> what's it like dealing with people who are exactly where you were? Uh, I mean, is no. Yeah.
2: It's 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 great. Uh, it's I think they appreciate it too that someone's coming to them on on the level of where they're at or where they've been and not just someone that is just there for a paycheck. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, Right. Um, it's it's I don't have no problem doing it. It's, it's relatively easy, I feel like. Um, and, but I guess it's it's listening to conversations. It can kind of be sad just listening to the... Like, I, you can just find... You can tell who's going to use it again and who's not, you know? And and then statistically, somebody in this group is going to die, you know? It's just what it is.
0: What What's the... The uh, the thing that people who have not dealt with people who have who are dealing with addiction don't understand you talked about the criminal mind. Amy, you were out on the street for a while for a fair amount of time as well. <laughs> Good time. And, and and you were a badass on the street.
1: Pushing a basket. I wouldn't yeah, call but, it a badass, but But, but <laughs>
0: what what is the mindset and and how does it change with recovery? What was your mindset then? I mean, you described it sort of well. You were thinking of, you know, do deals and criminal right. stuff and everything. What, what was yours?
1: Well, I mean, it was getting the next fix for me and whatever it took to get that next fix.
0: No right? matter what it was. No
1: matter what it took, right? I mean, that's literally the only thought process I had. You're already buried in shame. You're already buried in guilt. You're already buried in the fact of nobody's going to want me after this, and so you've given up hope right and the only thing that's keeping you functioning is that next fix and so it was it wasn't so much criminal thinking for me it was i'm going to sustain this feeling that's keeping me alive right right, right. same for sense. you
0: yeah and it, it, you know i'm a recovering alcoholic and i you know i dabbled in drugs but never was really into them but th- it was the same thing. I mean, wherever I'm going, are, is there going to be alcohol? Uh, right. You know, and and that sort of, you know, that was more important to me than saving a marriage. Right. <laughs> you well, know. Yeah, it is. Uh, right. And 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 then with recovery, describe the change. I mean, you you described yours pretty well. Yeah. What what was yours?
1: I, I mean, for me, the change was it. I mean, their therapy treatment was super beneficial for. Me right because I didn't understand where my dysfunction was so that's where treatment came into play and the connection but what changed me was seeing another person who has lived that darkness that I have lived exactly what you're doing in that treatment center and giving me that hope that I could have something different it was finally making that decision that I am enough and I deserve to have a chance to be able to have a life again, right? But I wouldn't have never, I would never would have gained that without seeing somebody who has lived it actually start to overcome it. That is what changed my drive and my motivation to fight harder, to believe stronger that I am somebody. And I am worth something to, despite where I've been.
0: And and see that's the that's the best description of why a therapeutic community works and why a lot of people will say why did Odyssey or any other treatment center why do you hire recovering addicts and and that is the reason right, mm-hmm.
2: right? I think when it comes to the loving yourself is like is huge you know I mean I w- I was in treatment center in Corner Canyon and it was it was swank it was nice my kind of my last. My last nice treatment center, you know, and and it, and they, I, they were telling me I, I was I deserve to be there, and I was like I don't deserve to be here. Like you have no idea what I've done, like you know I've done some bad things, and you, know, you deserve these sheets, you deserve these, you deserve the, the meals, you deserve to be, you know. And then I started to, like buy into it. Now really, I you know like I deserve, I deserve to have a nice like a place. I deserve to have like nice clothes. I mean, you know like that those things now. Like, I deserve to be happy. And I'm not saying a nice place makes me happy. I'm not saying clothes make me happy. But I'm saying... You're grateful for I'm it. I'm grateful for the fact that, like, I can... I have enough money in my pocket to, like, pay my rent. Like, to, like, and, and, and buy things that I need and, and want. And not have, to, not have to stress about that fix. Or, like, choose between a t-shirt or dope. Or, like, <laughs> you know, or, like, my my rent money or... The eight ball, or you know, or you know, what I'm saying you guys know what I'm saying, you uh, know? 100%. You
1: know? yeah, 100%. So. Yeah, well, and and it's just a different gratitude when mm-hmm. you know
2: you've worked mm-hmm.
1: for
0: it, and you it's know, freedom. It's just it 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 exactly think freedom. about you know, it.
2: I can sleep at night and I have to worry about who's going to become knocking on my door, or is this going to be my last day alive, or my last day in the free world, you know, and I can sleep the clear conscience.
1: So tell me if you relate, how grateful are you for what you have overcome that you've experienced? Like for me, like I tell so many people, I wouldn't take any of it back other than, what my children went through right? Right. right i wouldn't take any of that back because everything that i have overcome and everything that i had experienced is what broke through the barriers to get me to who i am today to be able to appreciate myself
2: fully right. Right. Do, do you resonate well, yeah, with no. that i wouldn't i wouldn't change anything except the way i treated my mother mm-hmm. and um you know like now me and her we have a great relationship but i I dogged this woman. I—I I mean, it was I, and all she—all she did was care and love, and and I took the love as your hel- the helicopter mom, which she kind of was, you know. But all she—she she was scared, and she didn't know how to deal with the situation. And and if I could go back and change anything, I would just—I wish she didn't have to be a part of it. And see, yeah.
0: And you say the same thing about your kids too, but that's that's it.
1: Yeah, a hundred percent. You know, I mean, I wouldn't wish this on anybody. Would I? Do I wake up in the morning and be like, I'm gonna go through hell today just so that I can, so that I can grow, right? Like, it's not something that you plan, but in hindsight, having seen what I have gained as an individual in humility, in compassion, in empathy. I never would have reached this awareness as a person without having lived what I went through. I well, just I wouldn't have, and yeah. so I embrace that, and and I see that with you. Yeah. You know, you use that as your power moving forward.
2: I just wish I could take back some of my things. It's like what she's seen is what. I, sure. Like you know, so she's seen it all, and it's. I, I'm pretty sure there's nothing I can tell her now that she she wouldn't be like, oh oh, no big deal. You know, like there's been so. I mean, she's seen me, like, butt-ass naked, like, trying to hit a vein in my arm, and I i, I was just so clueless. that I was living in her house, I was shooting dope, and she's seen that, you know, and that's just something you don't... It's a very private thing anyways, you know, mm-hmm. and then your mom seeing it, it. It was just... I would change that one instant. Yeah. And then
0: I feel like... Well, she's a lot wiser now about oh, things, she's a, too. Oh, she, she's <laughs> smart.
2: She... She was, one time she was, I was younger, and she was like, Jeff, I found bars in your backpack. And my friend was like, your mom knows the word bars? I'm like, yeah, my mom's up to par on this. <laughs> you know? So, you know, so, but, yeah, it's we have a great relationship now. My dad, is, we're that, that's mending, and we're building there. He was actually out here a couple weeks ago, and I haven't seen him in four years, and he was out here. We had a good time, and I'm my own man now, and I can actually have a conversation with my dad, and I have to, hey, man, what are you going to give me, or I need this out of you, and can I have this? Give me, give me, give me, you know, and uh, my whole life.
0: Believe it or not, been. we are out of time. Oh, so, yeah. Uh, would you agree that he did have a good story to tell? Absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah, thank, thank you. Thank you for sending me the email and sharing with no, us. No, yeah,
2: thanks for having me, guys. I
0: appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you for being my guest co-host. It has been an Can honor. Can you hang around well, for, you. for the next two weeks of podcasts? Come on, I'm asking you. While while the camera's (laughs) rolling here. He's putting
1: me on the spot. (laughs) We could work it out. Okay,
0: all right. Thank you very much, Jeff. Thanks, Amy. Uh,
1: Jeff, that was wonderful. uh, Thank you. Thank you
2: guys. appreciate
0: it. And thank you for watching another edition or listening to one of Odyssey House Journals.